Welcome to this episode of Bioethics for the People. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Gibb, who, according to his students, is best described as the GOAT of bioethics. My co-host is Devin Stahl, who, according to a previous student, should be cloned and teach all of the bioethics courses. All right, Tyler, it's another one of our special episodes. I love Halloween episodes, particularly because we get to have a repeat visit by the other Dr. Stahl. The spookier, prettier, and all around smarter Dr. Stahl, Dr. Darian Goldenstahl. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Uh, it's <laughs> lovely to be here with you both for our special spooky tales of medicine, ethics, and, and maybe a little bit of art. Excellent. Well, because now we're videoing this, folks can watch the YouTube and actually see the art if you want to share it, Darian. Oh, <laughs> well, I wasn't told about that, so oh, okay. I, don't, I don't have it ready, uh, but okay. we can <laughs> upload some pictures later. Okay, we'll, we'll upload pictures to the website. Perfect. It might also be commentary about how much you two resemble each other. I don't know if anybody's ever Do seen. We? I feel like I have the pale pallor of living in Canada right now, and Devin looks tan and Texas girl. Mm-hmm. The climate really changes you. <laughs> I've heard that about Texas. Mm-hmm. We just get prettier and tanner here. Just all around sweatier. Darian, what do you have <laughs> for us? <laughs> so this year's topic, you know, I, I've heard it in the zeitgeist, and mm. I wanted to dig into it a little bit more. And wouldn't you know, uh, there's a lot of weird medical and ethical considerations around this curious, dynamic and temporary bodily organ, the placenta. Dun, oh, dun, no. Dun. We just were joking no. about this. Um, and hopefully it doesn't, you don't get mad, but I brought it up in a previous episode. So tell us about your placenta. Wait. Or just the be placenta. Before we start, before <laughs> we start, I am uh, repulsed by the placenta. It is the, the gr it creeps me out more than anything else. In Are the, you a in the feminist? Body. Wait, uh, yeah, I thought you were a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I I can be a feminist and also be um, have some thoughts about placentas. <laughs> about be repulsed by women's bodies. I oh. love women, but not their bodies. Their yeah. guys. <laughs> All right. Well, this is this is really fun so far. <laughs> I I feel like the placenta is finally getting its due. Like more mm. studies around it are popping up. I've heard different podcast episodes about the placenta. It's it's a remarkable organ, both in what it does inside the body and potentially what it can do outside the body. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I want to hear all about it. So as an artist, uh, I'm interested in these medical topics, as you know, and as a person who herself grew a placenta, I wondered if this organ could have some more potential after its main job of sustaining life for a fetus. And it turns out there's a lot of nifty ideas out there. Uh, according to such esteemed outlets like parents.com, uh, mm -hmm. one might consider inking up that bad boy and stamping it onto a t-shirt or your baby's onesie, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. could be considered baby's first print. So as a printmaker, that one really resonated with me. 
Uh, you could also, if, if that's not quite your style, make a cast of it in plaster mm. and frame it alongside of your baby's footprints. Crafty. Mm -hmm. Or better yet, you might consider uh, drying it out and carving a little space out of the middle of it uh, for a picture of your baby. So making a placenta photo frame. Oh no, that's too much. With that space that you've carved out, you can't let that go to waste. So consider mm -hmm. suspending it in resin and making like a beautiful brooch or brooch. some beads that could go on a bracelet. No, like bodily organ jewelry is where I draw the line. Well, don't get me started on what you can do with that little cord stump. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I bet. Oh, It's a lot of beautiful pendants. <laughs> Uh, so, Devin and Tyler, do any of those sound appealing, or uh, do you have a suggestion for another crafty item? Uh, no. Um, you could throw it right in the garbage. Or have somebody else throw it into the garbage. Even better. It's medical waste. Darian, how do people even get their placenta? Maybe I'll get into this, but, like, I don't remember the doctor being like, you want this? And then me being like, nah, and him throwing it away. How do people even procure their own placenta? Is this like just for home birth kind of stuff? Is it is it a particular market that can do this? Luckily for you all, I have been researching <laughs> this topic and we will get into it. Uh, okay, but okay. I want to frame our discussion. In placenta. <laughs> it, frame it in placenta, our discussion of placenta, uh, before we go too much further. And I, I want to spend the rest of our time today talking about another fun thing that we can do with a placenta, uh, which may be the one that you all have encountered the most, eating them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, some people bury um, them, right? Yeah, like being buried like at the foot of a tree or something like that. And then the tree, like, I don't know, there's mm -hmm. some sort of special connection to the child. Mm -hmm. But eating it, I don't know. There's a lot of organs that we have that we don't eat. So why are but we are eating are there many that we expel? That's true. That's true, Tyler. How often are you expelling organs? Well, I don't think that whether or not I'm expelling the organ makes it more palatable. Usually things that come out of your body should not go back into your body. That's like my general rule. That's what I try to tell my kids when they eat boogers. Yeah. Is yeah. like, just, just don't. Just like, if it's coming <laughs> out, let it be out. If it wanted to be in, it would have stayed in. So autoplacentophagy. Oh, no, that's, that's not the name. <laughs> Is that really the name? That is actually the name. Autoplacentophagy, the practice of eating one's own placenta, uh -huh. is a subcategory. Wait, so, yes. That would imply that there's non-autoplacento, pla, right? That is correct. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So said. eating so you can other, eat other people's? people's? No, that's, that is way worse. Okay, we're interrupting. Go ahead, Darian. <laughs> tell us what we don't know about this. Yeah, you know, we're we're going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Autoplacentophagy might be known as a subcategory of autosarcophagy uh, or self-cannibalism. And I I feel like I've gotten a little bit of a reaction so far, but I would... What What is your initial gut reaction to this <laughs> to this practice of eating one's own placenta, Devin and Tyler? I mean, whatever makes you feel good. It doesn't. It didn't. It didn't appeal to me. 
as somebody who gave birth, I, that was not something I wanted to do. I mean, I think like the way I've heard it done is a little less kind of like visceral than maybe what people might initially imagine. Like it being expelled and you just like taking a big bite of it is repulsive. But maybe there's like other things you could do. I don't know. That face tells me that that's just the norm. We're just like expelling and chomping. That's kind of gross to me. I mean, if you're trying to get the nutrients. Is that the best way? It's got to be the best way. Like Bear Grylls style. Yeah. Game of Thrones, eating that horse heart. just like bloody mess. Mm. Tyler, have you, have you known anyone to eat their own placenta? I don't think that I do. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that I know personally. Yes, you do, Tyler. Yes, you do. Who? She's on the video right now. Oh, it's oh, me. Yes. <laughs> no. Twist. <laughs> gotcha. The oh. reveal. All right. Tell us more. I ate my own placenta. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but don't let that stop you from being very critical of this practice. It's totally okay with me. I won't take it personally. Yeah, sure, sure. All right. <laughs> uh, so the practice of eating one's own placenta actually pretty much started in the U.S. Uh, in the 1970s with proponents stemming from midwives to the alternative health community. And advocates for this practice report the naturalness, uh, citing the fact that most placental mammals eat their own placentas after birth, uh, either to hide the evidence of their vulnerable newborns or just as a nutritious snack. You know, pregnancy takes a lot out of you. Mm. And why let that go to waste? Uh, but for humans, there is actually not a lot of strong evidence that ancient civilizations practiced autoplacentophagy. But there is a 16th century Chinese medical text, the Compendium of Matera Medica. I'm guessing that's a translation. <laughs> does <Yeah>. describe. <laughs> <laughs> does describe the practice of preparing placenta to feed other members of the family. Woof. So this is the placentophagy part, not the auto-placentophagy. Hmm. Uh, and this seems to be a more actually common practice than eating what? one's own placenta is to kind of have it as a medicinal uh, community Banquet? snack. Snack. <laughs> Can you imagine bringing that to the potluck? So wait a second. Oh my gosh. Um. So it was eaten in like a ceremonial, like we're celebrating the birth of this child or like here's some extra protein and iron to supplement our otherwise normal day diet. I think it's a celebration and also in like medicine. So drying it out and having it be uh, kind of in the pharmaceutical cabinet for gotcha. people later. That's really interesting, Darian. I would have thought it was like eating your own would have been some sort of ancient thing. But so I'm surprised to learn it was just a bunch of hippies in the 1970s. Yeah, I was surprised too. I I thought, but that's a fallacy, right? Like that it has some tie to an ancient practice, uh, but it really doesn't seem to at all. Okay. But speaking of which, let's bring it back to this contemporary US context where autoplacentology is most likely to occur in the world today. Wow. In the U.S.? Yes. I am shocked by this. We are weirdos, aren't we? Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, we love freedom. <laughs> we love freedom. <laughs> this There's nothing more free than eating your own placenta. I, I think I saw that on a bumper sticker once. Mm -hmm. Like, it's my right. 
You can't tell me I can't eat my own placenta. Well, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The University of Nevada, Las Vegas, conducted a survey in 2013 of 189 women who had eaten their placenta. With a 95% rating of the experience as positive or extremely positive. And overwhelmingly reported that they would do it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to do it and then be like, nah, it wasn't for me. Yeah, there's some sampling bias there. People who eat their placentas are not going to be like, eh, I don't want it. No, they've committed. Yeah. They should do a controlled trial and have people eat them without knowing (laughs) it and then tell them later. Get that through your IRB. We're going to slip it in <laughs> to protein shakes. Uh, go, Darian. <laughs> so the, the reason they're reporting that it was such a positive experience is that they reported higher lactation levels, more energy, and better mood. I don't know. I'm dubious, right? Like, how do you, like, they weren't lactating much, and then they took the placenta, and then they were lactating more, and that wasn't due to, like, anything else that was happening in their lives. Just how do they, how do they know it was the placenta pill? I don't think you can know. For sure. Yeah, I don't think you can know either. Self-reports about health benefits are dubious. Mm, and you're getting into the ethics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but you know, the self-reporting is not all. Healthcare advocates also claim that hormones and nutrients, including estrogen, progesterone, lactogen, iron, endorphins, and oxytocin, are retained through the preparation and consumption of placentas. It is also said to reduce postpartum bleeding, speed up uterine recovery, enhance maternal bonding, and boost the immune system. That does sound amazing. And not like any of it was made up at all by the people (laughs) trying to sell you your own placenta. Why don't everyone eat their own placenta? Let's do it. Why, Why not? With all these benefits. Yeah. If those were real proven benefits, I might have eaten my placenta. Devin and Tyler... Let's go ahead and put on your medical ethics hats now. And could you maybe put forward a couple reasons why this practice is deemed controversial? Uh, there might be risks. Like, who's doing it? It's some, like, midwife. Is she, like, trained to do this in a safe way? Like, this isn't a pharmacy compounding a medicine. This is, like, some woman in her apartment just encapsulating well, you can talk about like how you actually prepare it, but uh, I don't know that it's being prepared in like a safe way. I don't know, really know it's my placenta. I don't know. What if there are actual health risks that were not being reported? Tyler? Yeah. How do we, we have a process of dealing with bodily waste, which I understand that we're not deeming this as waste, but bodily material in a way that is safe, right? I mean, we deal with blood products and parts mm-hmm. of other parts of bodies in a way that is safe and handled in very particular ways i guess i don't my concern would be that we're not that there's potential for for risk or infection or something i don't know um it's obviously not a well researched area so there's concerns about whether there's actual benefit or not um there's a significant yuck factor i'm gonna go on record and say (laughs) ethics is mostly about yuck factor so it feels icky, so it must be wrong. Ew. No, but I mean, yeah, like there, there just seem like some potential risks. Also, if we haven't been doing this, women have had successful births and postpartum experiences without this for millennium. So like, why do we need this? Not to say like, just because it's new, it's bad. 
it's new, it's not well-researched. I'm, I'm skeptical. I think all of those are very valid points. Uh, let's start with the health risks. So what, what are the safety concerns when eating one's own placenta? Uh, some providers of placenta preparation do adhere to occupational safety and health administration regulations, OSHA, but it is truly the wild west out there. Uh, there's a lot of information and recipes on non-medical or government regulated websites on how to prepare your own placenta for consumption. Uh, so it's a lot of just sharing information with each other on the internet. Uh, and given that the placenta can be a hotbed of bacteria and viruses as the filtration organ for a developing fetus, proper preparation should be given actually quite a lot of attention. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. What is its function in the body is like probably pretty important to like what it, it consists of. Yeah, a lot of bacteria and viruses. <laughs> yeah, so you're eating a lot of your own bacteria and viruses. Not that maybe, you know, we probably do that anyway. <laughs> it's not a strong argument, Darian. That's not a strong argument. I have young children. I probably am accidentally consuming a lot of viruses and bacteria. That's right. And and actually, I could only find evidence for one confirmed case of an infant needing hospitalization due to a strep B uh, blood infection tied to their mother's consumption of the placenta. So I think if it were super risky, we'd probably hear more about these cases. Hmm. Fair. Not to say that they're not happening, but it doesn't seem to be an, an overwhelming consequence. Of the millions of women eating their own placenta. That's right. <laughs> um, you said recipes, which has me concerned. Because when I thought, I thought you were talking about drying it out and like encapsulating it, mm. but- Oh, Tyler. Oh no. Simple, simple, Tyler. <laughs> I feel like you're going to ruin my day, Darian. Um, yeah, just, you know, I hope you've already eaten breakfast. <laughs> okay. I think the next point y'all brought up was the efficacy. Mm -hmm. Does it actually do the things that placenta eating advocates say? Well, there haven't been a ton of studies to begin with, and the ones that have been done don't find a lot of strong evidence. Uh, I could really only find one double blind test around eating one's own placenta. And it had to do with measuring the iron levels of people eating and not eating their own placentas since pregnancy uh, does leave a lot of people iron deficient and low iron is a known cause of like low mood. Mm -hmm. So it could be that the iron rich placenta is one of these mood boosting factors of eating of eating it. But the study found actually no difference in iron levels for people who had eaten their placentas and those who had not after three weeks time. So you might have had like an initial boost, but really no market difference after three weeks. Okay. So it's not, it's not helping you recover iron. It's not okay. the iron. Not but the that's iron. about it. There are really no other uh, blind case studies to measure what the placenta is doing. I think that there's a lot of momentum now, but the results haven't been published. I mean, a double blind insinuates that they encapsulated something and put it in a pill and it's like, it could be your placenta. It might not be, it might be dirt. Yeah, that's what they did. <laughs> I, what, what, they're like kind of like brownish gray, right? Yeah, they look like little dried mushroom bits. 
It's kind of chunky. So when my my when my wife gave birth, I don't remember like seeing the like there's a lot of other things going on in the room, but I I have this vague memory of like a melon sized like gooey scab. That's oh, my impression of a scab. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that's an accurate visual right. assessment. So, so we're we're on the same page. Uh -huh. So you're telling me that at some point somebody looked at that after having just witnessed birth, which is its own type of adventure, and said miracle, miracle. That's the word <laughs> I was looking for. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they said, "I wonder what it tastes like," and then they ate it. Mm -hmm. That yeah. I a bunch it, of hippies in the seventies. That's hard for me. You know hippies. You know those hippies. <laughs> you know They're hippies. curious folk. What does a placenta look like inside the body? Is it beautiful, Darian? It's a pancake. It's like a big, bloody, veiny pancake. Yeah. Well, that sounds more appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, and one thing that you're alluding to, Tyler, that maybe we haven't touched on yet is the medical burden. Uh, so there is an extra step if you know that the person giving birth wants to eat their placenta and that kind of falls to the medical and nursing staff to take it and leave it somewhere sanitary uh, so that you can take it home. And in the pregnancy books that I read, I was uh, suggested to bring a big old Ziploc bag and a cooler filled with ice Oh my gosh, to, bring your old Ziploc bag to your birth. To your birth, if if you know that you want that. Because you really can't rely on the medical staff to do anything. To have a biohazard bag? I mean, I'm just going to tell you that's like messed up because there's lots of those. Like they have special bags. But maybe bring your own just in case. Yeah. Maybe they just like plop it in the garbage right away. And he's no, 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 put it in this bag. Did you did you go out and buy Ziploc gallon-sized bags and have it in your like your go bag? in preparation for giving birth? So here's what happened to me. Uh, I had a doula who I had prearranged for her to gather my placenta. But during my birth, I, things went south and I had to have an emergency C-section. So they wheeled me into the operating room, which is a space where only my husband could come with me. So the doula was not allowed in the operating room. And there is a flurry of activity going on and honestly, the last thing on my mind was, wait, 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 my placenta. Like, what's going to happen here? But, you know, to their credit, I have a picture from the nursing staff of, you know, a nurse holding my naked screaming baby next to a screen that has her weight and inches height on it. And in the corner of the photo is a big, clear plastic bag with my placenta in it. Nice. And it's like, oh, this is <laughs> like they got it and they put it in a bag. My baby and my baby's former home. Yeah. Well, how, did you tell them ahead of time, though? Like, or the doula was like at the door knocking with the bag going, don't forget about the placenta. <laughs> like... I have no idea. I, maybe my doula had talked to them. I don't remember really talking about it. I, I was mm -hmm. in a different world, uh, which I, I think is fair. It was really far away from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. Well, good good on your doula, because she clearly was the one. I doubt it was your husband. No, no, he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, like literally nothing. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was there in the room. He was there, I guess. He was actually texting me, so he wasn't doing nothing. That's true. He was buying 
toys off of Facebook Marketplace that I was making him purchase a giant rocking squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True story. For the baby. For the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have your placenta in a plastic bag. Uh, but you don't, it's not like you, you know, give birth and jump up and go home. So did your husband have to like carry it, take it home and put it in the fridge or like what happened? So I think what happened was the nursing staff put it in a refrigerator and then my doula picked it up from the refrigerator and took it away and did whatever she does with them. Mm -hmm. It's best to not ask questions. I don't know. She showed up at my house three days later with a bunch of pills. It's a real Jesus moment. It was taken away, and who knows? It seemed dead, but then three days later, it came back. It gave me life. And it gave you life. Nice. Yes. Uh, And I would say, okay, the next kind of squishy medical ethics that Tyler, you're focused on, I think, is to question is this wellness culture run amok? You know, what's the deal here? Who are these people? Uh, And I think those who are skeptical of this practice also cite the trendiness of it and potentially a widespread placebo effect of these amazing uh, benefits to eating one's own placenta. Sure. You know, this is a practice grown from a niche wellness community with big celebrity endorsements today, like January Jones, who cites eating her own placenta as the reason why she was able to go back to the set of Mad Men only six weeks postpartum. Six weeks? Yikes. Oh, poor lady. Why? Just stay home. Just stay home. And, you know, Khloe Kardashian posted her placenta pills on her Instagram, which is a huge get. Mm-hmm. For the placenta eating community. <laughs> the PECs, as I like to be called. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what's the volume? How many pills are we talking about? I mean, is it like a thought? Like you have like a kilo of, I'm envisioning like a, <laughs> your doula coming in and having like a, you know, a duct taped kilo, like a drug dealer. So it depends how big your own placenta is because they vary in size. Okay. Uh, but in general, in general, for me, I had four placenta pills a day for 30 days. Oh, oh that's a good amount. Yeah. About 120 pills. Did you eat all of them? Oh, yeah. Except the ones that uh, I ate. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> I was, vis- I did see them when I was visiting and I considered putting them in my coffee in the morning, but I. In your coffee? Oh. Yeah. Like dissolves? Like like open open the capsule? It's like on the top of the latte? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. (laughs) Devin, I have Uh, a question for you. Okay. What do you think the demographic breakdown is for people who eat their own? White (laughs) women. It's all white women. Anything else? Nope. just, Just white women. Of a certain age. Yeah. Of a certain age, up, upper middle class, educated. Yeah. This is a like a wealthier white lady thing to do. Is that right? That is absolutely right. Of course, because you have to like pay someone to do it. Yeah. And it's weird. It's not cheap. Oh, we yeah. haven't even talked about the cost. What is, what is it, if you don't mind us asking, Darian, how much in Canadian dollars did you have to pay to get your placenta encapsulated? I'm trying to remember. I think it was like 250 bucks. Oh. Okay, that's not nothing. Yeah, it didn't seem outrageous 
either. It seemed like just on the cusp of like, mm, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, my birth was for, free because I live in Canada. Yeah. I was going to say. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say, not be, because you're not paying for your delivery or the healthcare at all, then it seems like a drop in the bucket. Yeah. That, we call those copays in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one ibuprofen in the emergency room. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's a lot of mass media outlets like the Times uh, running headlines like Afterbirth, it's what's for dinner. No, that's a good one. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so popular culture uh, has kind of sensationalized its reporting, and it could uh, be providing this practice with more credence than than maybe it deserves. Uh, the mass media would never do yeah, that. But but I also. <laughs> this on its head, Devin and Tyler, is this another case of white lady mass hysteria? Or could this be a case of medicine disregarding what women are reporting about their own bodies? Sure. Good question. Good question. Well, the fact that so many are doing it and there's been so little research is kind of like in and of itself, like a woman bias, probably. Because even if even if it does nothing, and there's no research to show it does, if that many people are doing it, we should probably do some research to make sure it's not risky or that it actually is doing something, right? So the fact that there's been like one study is embarrassing. Yeah, Uh, so that's that's kind of the ethical portion of this practice, but I wanna get down to the brass tacks of the lawfulness of this practice. Okay. Yeah, this is where this is the stuff that actually matters, not that squishy ethics stuff. Agreed. Finally. <laughs> Finally, the real stuff. Just tell me what to do. And maybe this is a question for Tyler. What do you think are some legal barriers that people might face if they want to take home and eat their placenta? Uh boy, this is not something I've thought about before. Um, I wonder if it would be regulated under something along the same lines that we regulate how to handle uh corpses like i wonder if it's some sort of like like municipal public health codes or something like that would be um involved Mm. uh can you sell it is it a commercial product well it's an organ so no right can you sell your you can't sell your own organs i could sell my fingernails oh i mean i guess you could that's a good point (laughs) yeah is a placenta more like an an appendix or is it more like a fingernail I mean, you probably couldn't just sell your appendix, right? So I had I had my tonsils taken out when I was actually just after law school. And I thought about getting them lacquered and made into earrings. Ew, but... uh, how are you so squick about what we're talking about? And then admit that. Drop that bombshell <laughs> into this conversation. Like you're so much yeah. higher and mightier than us. <laughs> and then he wanted to wear his tonsils as earrings. Yeah, no, I wanted wow. to. I wanted to... I wanted to give them as as earrings as a gift and not tell anybody what they actually were. That's a troll move. Yeah, <laughs> but they said no. They said I couldn't. I couldn't have them. Oh, okay. They like so here we threw go. them away and burned them. Yeah, because it's it's a biohazard, right? It's bio waste, so it's unsafe to just like let people have stuff we take out of them potentially. Wait, why is why are placentas different then? This is a great Devin. question. And Darian, th- teach us. Yeah. So this is a real patchwork of specific hospital policy, city and statewide laws. And many hospitals do consider the placenta to be medical waste. So either they flat out refuse to give it to you, 
they make you sign a liability waiver to take it away, or you must obtain a court order a court ahead order. of time Jeez. Uh, for you to be able to take your own placenta, which is what one woman did in Mississippi, uh, hmm. Jordan Tearing, and it cost her nearly $1,000 on top of the fees of actually encapsulating your placenta uh, in order to take it away from the hospital. She really wanted that placenta. Really wanted it. But if she had lived in other states, she would have the legal right to take home her placenta. So actually written into the laws of three states is the right to have your placenta. Let's guess which ones. Guess California. Which ones they are. No. I, I bet it's not Texas. Oregon. Oregon. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Washington. Trying, Washington? Nope. Oh. Um, mm. What are the other hippie states? Uh, it is a hippie one. <laughs> New Hampshire. No. Uh, where are Ben and Jerry from? Vermont. Vermont. No. Uh. Yeah. All right. Tell us where. Hawaii. Hawaii, of course. And yeah. then the third one, which state has the most freedom? It's not Texas. Is it Texas? It's Texas. <laughs> you didn't take advantage of your freedom. That's right. Wow. I feel like such a sucker now. Come to Texas where you can get a tan and eat your placenta. Uh-huh. <laughs> Barbecue placenta. Like placenta, right, placenta. tacos? Placenta, placenta tacos. tacos. So there's there's also super helpful hospitals like Mass General in Boston that will test the placenta for pathogens mm. and package it up for you mm. to take home. So really other hospitals are going above and beyond to make this process easy and safer for new parents. Yeah, they're probably like, if these women are going to do it anyway, we might as well try to make it safe for them. Yeah. That's fascinating because as a hospital, like getting a hospital to do something that doesn't have some sort of evidence behind it. I mean, that's hard, right? Just so someone can say, oh, I'm going to eat my placenta based upon no published data about the benefits or risks, really. And the hospital is going to do it for you. I don't know. That seems strange to me. I can see the hospital saying, if you want to take it, that's fine. We don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, the liability. Right. That's that's how risk typically works. They're yeah, like, all right, sign a waiver, sign a waiver we, I guess. Know, whatever you want to do on your own time is fine. But the hospital going through and like processing and redistributing it, that's interesting to me. It's harm reduction. It's a public health thing, right? Good for them. So an, another so layer to the legality of this issue are the businesses that are processing your placenta and then selling it back to you. And the state laws mm -hmm. regulating these businesses are incredibly strict, proactive, and really keep the mother's health at the forefront. Good, good, good. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. Of course not. You mean they're more pro-business than pro-woman? There just are no laws at all. Uh, it's, it's a total free-for-all. Parents bear the burden of sleuthing out their provider and making sure that they have some kind of licensing or sanitary practices, but you can give it to like anyone and then they'll just do something and bring it back to you for money. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no regulations there. So Darian, based upon the, our conversations from a couple of seasons ago, when you were talking about the lack of regulation on what we do with dead bodies. It's not surprising that we have zero laws about placental remains, how we deal, placental handling, I guess. Right. And then I have to question, because I, I saw this debate, like, do we really want governmental bodies to be regulating this business? 
So the, the United States Food and Drug Administration does not currently regulate encapsulating placentas. And while it might seem like a good idea for the FDA to put forth some standards for selling uh, placenta prep services, these are almost exclusively women-owned cottage industries who could definitely not afford to have any kind of industrial equipment uh, to process placentas, which is probably what the FDA would, would demand. So a lot of providers then would shudder. Do we mm -hmm. want that? Uh, would such regulation overprotect women to their own health detriment? Well, I mean, that presumes there's some health benefit, but okay. I think it also <laughs> presumes that there's a lot of risk and that hasn't been shown to be the case either. Like I can trade cookies and sell people cookies. Yeah, same thing. It's great a, analogy. I mean, <laughs> it's not, not, not so different maybe. Well, we, I think maybe a better analogy would be like all these women who sell their breast milk. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Because that's raw. You don't pasteurize it. That seems more dangerous than the placenta, I think. Because at least the placenta might get like cooked or dried to mitigate yeah. some of the bacteria, whereas the milk is raw. I think this is the first time in all the seasons we've been doing Darian's special episodes that I saw Darian have a yuck reaction to something. And it was <laughs> breast milk. <laughs> Yeah. Darian, what do you hate women's bodies? Yeah. I thought... So Darian, why did you do it? Uh, I thought if any of it could be true, then why not? Like I didn't see the risks um, posing mm -hmm. that much of a risk and the benefits seem to be plentiful. And there's okay. a lot of anecdotal evidence out there because there just are no scientific double blind case studies to back up those anecdotes. Uh, but my doula who's doulaed for decades and has hundreds and hundreds of people eating their placenta under her belt, she really advocated for it. Though she's also selling it to me. But... As you say, oh, you mean the woman who charged you $250 to do it <laughs> thought that it was good? <laughs> I don't know. So, I trusted her. Yeah, okay. this is fascinating. So Darian, when you first thought of this, at what point in your commitment to doing this, did you bring your partner into the conversation? You know, he's pretty open-minded mm -hmm. and I've done a lot of weird stuff to our house in the pursuit of making art. And he's always been very generous for that. Uh, so I, I brought it up kind of right away and he was like, whatever you want, uh -huh. which is perfect. But, yeah. It's the and, right answer from a, from a exactly. spouse. Yeah. <laughs> But he wasn't also like, yeah, let, I'll take I'll take two pills a day. You take two pills a day, and we'll. Be oh my super god! Why parents. would he take them? That's they're for me. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's good for uh, iron and. Not iron. That's the only thing we do know. It's <laughs> <laughs> not iron. Okay, you're right. I can't think of any reason why he would do it. <laughs> you know the so we're getting back to the the efficacy here, and mm -hmm. I, I think another question we hit could ask is, is this a case for the Consumer Protection Agency? You know, we're being mm. sold a product that purportedly has all these benefits, but what if there's no benefits at all and we're all getting scammed? That's true. So it could be more like the, the, the dietary supplement industry rather than the pharmaceutical industry. Absolutely. A classically well-regulated industry supplements <laughs> yeah but also i mean it's the same debate there like do these pills actually have what they have in them on the mm -hmm. label does it have these benefits are we being scammed 
Yeah, it seems to me like they've only gotten in trouble when they don't actually contain the thing they say they're containing. But they haven't really gotten in trouble for claiming that supplements do something that they probably don't really do. Isn't that right? Yeah, I think that's right. So if you found out that your doula gave you placenta pills that were full of chalk, then we should report her to the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, I'd be bummed. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I have today. And I, I wanted to know after this conversation, Devin and Tyler, do you have some concluding thoughts on the rights, ethics, potential regulations or permission? Yeah. <laughs> for I mean, for we, this practice? Yeah, we've touched on a lot of these things. So another question for you, Darian, when you had, because you, you had all 30 days, four, you said four pills a day, 30 days, when you were taking your last dose, what were your thoughts and emotions taking the last dose? Or was it a non-event for you? Here's what I'll say. What, what I'm about to say should not be taken as medical advice or opinion, <laughs> but I think everyone should eat their placenta. It was awesome. There were, there was like a three-day gap between having my baby and the placenta bills being processed and delivered to my home. Those three days were horrible. I was like constantly crying, could not stop weeping 24 hours a day. The day after I started taking my pills, it was like a light switch flicked on and I was so much more in control of my emotions. It was really like this night and day difference. I couldn't believe it because I was fairly skeptical. I was interested in like, oh, maybe, you know, these will have some benefits. But it was so dramatic. And maybe that third day would have been the turning point anyway. It's impossible to know. But I guess I like to think that the pills had something to do with it. And if it was just a placebo, then what a hell of a placebo. Like I, I paid money for that placebo. It worked. Mm -hmm. And I was very sad at the end of those 30 days, I'm a little bit scared, like, oh no, I wonder if I'll go back to being super sad and weepy. I didn't, mm. but yeah, I was in the 95% of people that had an overwhelmingly positive experience and I would do it again. Extremely positive experience. Mm -hmm. Well, that's enough for me. Yeah. So do it. I don't have that many ethical concerns. I mean, the, the yuck factor is high in this one, I think. But but now that but as we think through it a little bit and Darian's glowing review of of her experience, I think I'm softening. Ah, well, get ready to be grossed out again because uh -oh. we've made it to the part of our uh, placenta discussion where I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to eat it. All right, so not encapsulation, I guess that's what you did, but there are other options. There are other options because. If, uh, you know, you're wanting to keep all those nutrients, you don't want any of the hormones or whatever being baked away, mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. eating it raw might be the choice for you. You can dig in, you know, uh, the original recipe. Just original recipe. <laughs> <laughs> the Sounds way like Kentucky God intended. Fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The way, the way nature intended, right? The way nature intended, just nomin. Uh, but if that's a little too visceral for you, you can like hack off chunks and pop them into your smoothie in the morning, you know, make little ice cubes out of your placenta and, and blend them up. Uh, or you can cook it up, you know, like a steak with a little side of vegetables for extra, you know, rounding out your nutritional plate. You can mince it up 
as the protein option in such things as lasagna or chili or pop placenta pie. Oh, no. Placenta pie. Oh. Uh, but I like this placenta taco. Mm -hmm. Placenta tacos. Placenta That's tacos. a great suggestion that I didn't see, but I'm like, why not? Uh, but if these, if these savory options, you know, aren't for you, you're more of a dessert girl, <laughs> then you can satisfy that sweet tooth after it's been dried and pulverized uh, by dusting it into your favorite truffle recipe. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just roll it in there. Yum. I like it. The idea of it being like the centery nugget in a chocolate. Oh, that's creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but even like this, the drying and pulverizing, you can judge that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how? Tell us how. Well, uh, your placenta can be first steamed in an herb bath with traditional Chinese medicine recipes before placed in the dehydrator and pulverizer, which is what my doula did. Still seems dehydrated by the end of it, but okay. It was steamed with medicines. Steamed with medicines. I didn't ask any more questions after that. Best not to. <laughs> um, so my uh, my yuck factor is uh, rebounding. Um, yep, we're, we're back. Uh, so Darian, if you had the opportunity to eat another placenta, would you do it? And how would you consume it? I guess my instinct is like, why? If I were going through a depressive episode, then yes, I think that I might try eating someone's placenta again. I don't suffer generally from depression or anxiety. So I'm like, mm, I don't think I have a hormone imbalance. I would rather somebody else, you know, because it's a precious thing. Save it for somebody that needs it. I mean, like there are other drugs for those conditions that I might recommend first, but okay. Well, those have consequences too, Devin. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming along on this cannibal-adjacent, spooky, gross <laughs> episode of autoplacentophagy. Such a fun word. Such a fun word that I will not say right now because I'm afraid of messing it up. Say it one more time. I practiced yeah. it. Autoplacentophagy. Thanks, Darian. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of bioethics for the people we can't do this podcast by ourselves we've tried and it's not pretty our team includes our research interns michaela kim madison foley and macy hutto special thanks to helen webster for social media and production support our theme music was created and performed by the talented chris wright friend to all dad to two and husband to one podcast art was created by Darian Goldenstall. You can find more of her work at dariangoldenstall.com. You can find more information about this episode and all of our previous seasons at bioethicsforthepeople.com. We love to connect with our listeners. All of our episodes can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. Please like, subscribe, and share, and connect on social media.